Welcome back to the Four Pillars of Health podcast, where we talk everything exercise, nutrition, sleep, and mindset with me, Mel. And me, Dan. So today we're just going to talk about um, like developing power for sports, and we're mainly going to look at developing power for sprinting, so just running quickly. Um, Disclaimer so too, I don't, uh, know, I don't know anything about power, so Mel's going to be taking most of the conversation in this one. Yeah, we'll be talking about fasting as well later in a different episode, so I won't know a thing about that. So <laughs> we'll uh, take turns. So first off, right, so when we're talking about power, so the p- power is the ability to exert force in the shortest period of time. Force is being able to transfer energy into something. So the maximum like torque or energy you can put into something, that's what force is. So power is just doing that in the shortest period possible. So a lot of people don't know they get mixed up between power and strength. Um, so your goal is to overcome a resistance as fast as you possibly can. So the resistance could be your own body weight if you're doing a jump or if you have something on your back, if you're squatting, trying to stand up with it as fast as possible. So generally, when you're talking about power, if you are not moving quickly, you're not training power. So people kind of get a bit confused if you think of powerlifting. So that's a sport in which you're doing bench press, you're doing squats, you're doing deadlifts. They think that's training power, where it's not, because that's that's strength. Like they're normally big guys covered in chalk with their bellies hanging out that are doing strength training. Is me um, all just to come in on that? Like yeah, I always did kind of not understand the difference between power and strength and stuff. And like I thought that when I was like I'd have experience in training and strength, um, but like when you do break it down there is like a big massive difference um and like as you said like it's it's kind of moving fast or the, the strength i suppose is just moving slow well kind of slow like just heavy yeah. weight yeah like it's it's very much a skill like and generally if someone's powerful you can't see it in them like if you look at a guy you can say geez he's strong as fuck like he's massive but you can't really tell if he's powerful you'll only find out if he's powerful if he sprints at you or punches you in the face like it's quick quick uh quick forced <laughs> um so like generally i was actually watching a video of the all blacks the rugby team uh training recently on youtube i was just in a wormhole on youtube <laughs> and uh they were squatting but they had like an accelerometer on the bar so that just tells you how fast the bar is moving so they when they were squat they were squatting far power so obviously when they're when the amount of speed goes down decreases then they move on to the next set like so there once your power starts diminishing you just stop there because you're not you're not training power anymore once you get a bit slower so i just thought that was interesting uh, not everyone's going to have an accelerometer um but and like if you don't have the accelerometer then like how would you judge like that you're training power or not generally just once you start to feel like you're slowing down because the move the moves you're doing have to be like full energy full speed and the second you start thinking oh i'm not going as fast as i did the last rep you know like there's longer rest times with this as well so if you're trying to train power i'll go in in a minute now i'll go into like all the different ways you can train it but like you need to take your rest time up to like five minutes 
so you can go again full intensity and the second you start realizing oh i'm going a bit slower or this my ball throw isn't going as far or whatever you stop like you either stop or you just rest so is there like a limited amount that you can do in the workout like um or yeah. can you do like say your normal workout like would have maybe like five six seven kind of moves in it um if you're training muscle building like would you could you have like five six seven like um moves for for power no because you'll start to fatigue like generally like your rep ranges are very small and your rest is long and you wouldn't be doing too much volume because when you fatigue you're not training power anymore so there's some people you know you'd see workouts sometimes people would advertise like a power workout and they're doing like squat jumps and box jumps but they're doing it for time and eventually that just becomes a cardio workout so it's very it's very precise and you need to put all your effort into it you're not going to leave the gym being completely wrecked but like it's not that sort of workout you know um so then I can just start talking about like different ways in which to train um, for power. So have you ever trained it now, Daniel? No, I'd be more into the muscle building and strength, but no, I've, ne- I've never done power. Yeah, so like something that nearly everyone can do. So if you are like a field athlete or, you know, if you're a footballer, or rugby player or whatever, um, plyometrics are very handy. So plyometrics is just... A way of saying jump training so your your box jumps your single leg jumps um so you're you're mainly just working with your own body weight so there's different ones you could do you could do a broad jump which is horizontally so you're just jumping as far as you can um there's reactive depth jumps have you ever heard of a depth jump no so that's if you a lot of sprinters would do this now so if you fall you're standing on a box you step off the box and as soon as you hit the floor, you explode up as, as jump as high as you can. And the less ground contact time that you have, the better. I've so seen it being done before, actually. Like I, I never knew the name for it, but um, like I've seen that and I've, I've done box jumps before, but it wasn't for the intention of training power. Why were you box jumping? Just for just to try it out. Like I'm open to playing Mario Kart or something or Super Mario Bros. Jumping yeah, I'm practicing for my Super Mario rules but um yeah um yeah so depth jumps are really handy when it comes to sprinting it's all about like ground contact time when you're sprinting your feet are not on the ground for that long you're you're trying to hit the ground and move on quick um another way actually have you ever heard of assisted band jumps no so this is just like just like your vertical jumps but you're holding onto a band uh, that's that's tied up onto a bar or something, or you could tie it around yourself. And the idea is that you can jump faster because there's you're you're not pushing your whole body weight up because the band is pulling you as well. So the second you hit the floor, you can move quicker, but you're not jumping with as much weight on you. So you're a- actually able to train power better, like. Um, so that's all the plyometrics. They're very handy. Uh, so me- medicine ball work. So this doesn't need to be that heavy. Medicine ball could be two or three kg. And 
a very good exercise for power is just a vertical throw. So having the ball in your hands, you squat down and explode up and throw it as high as you can. So this, this is meant to be as fast as you can. And what you use there is your, your triple extension. So have you ever heard of that? No. No. So that's your ankles, your knees, and your hips. Whenever you see someone do a jump, they all straighten out. So they all extend. So that's kind of the idea. You want to go from not being in triple extension to being in triple extension as fast as you can. And that will help with your jumping sports, your sprinting sports. Um, broad throws, vertical throws, throwing over your head, slamming the med ball off the ground, all these really fast motions. Um, there's also like Olympic lifts. So these are things that I wouldn't recommend for your general athletes. And I wouldn't recommend it for your coaches because unless they're specifically doing that sport, it's going to take so bloody long to learn them. I did a few cleans before. Did you? I did. Did someone teach you? No, I just looked at the video. So like, I, I just, I, I was young though, like at the time. So um, yeah, like, they, they look super cool and they are fun. But if you're training a team for power, like a rugby team, soccer team, Gaelic football team, there's no bloody point in, in learning those because you're going to take so much time out of the season to actually perfect them. Like you would want to be training for years to get them, to get them efficient. Um, but in saying that, if you have a coach for Olympic lifts and if you've been doing it a long time, they're unbelievable for generating power. So you don't need to lift that heavy, but you do need to move it very fast. So example would be, you know, power cleans are when you lift the weight off the floor and you catch it uh, up high. So that doesn't mean you squat all the way down. You see sometimes in CrossFit and stuff where they go, where you catch the bar and they squat all the way down. That's called a full clean. You don't need to do that for sports. Where the power is coming from is that triple extension that I talked about a minute ago, you know, when you're throwing up a ball, it's the very same movement. When you're throwing the bar up, you're triple extending up nice and high and you catch it high. The squat then is just a squat. That's for leg strength. So your power clean, your hang power clean would be starting from your knees or your quads. So you're not picking it off the floor. You're starting standing up and you like triple extend really fast and catch the bar. There's snatches. So they're overhead. Again, hang snatch would be starting from your quads or your knees. Um, so, so all these lifts are ideal, but you don't need to add them to your program if you don't know how to do them already, because they do take a lot of time. Um, there, I know I'm naming a lot of things, but there's a lot of things with power and it's good crack naming them. So uh, did you ever hear of, this is a fancy ass way of saying lift something heavy then jump right so it's post activation potentiation which is something i'll never say to clients because you just sound like a nerd like but um what that is is contrast training so what you're doing is you're squatting heavy and then this is actually one of the most ideal like i'd say all sprinters do this you squat heavy for maybe up to four reps three or four reps and then directly after that, you would do vertical jumps. So you, you lift very heavy and then you jump with no weight. So for example, three or four vertical jumps as fast as you can. 
and then a big long recovery and you do that again. So that's been proven to actually develop power in a very successful way. So um, that's something that most people could add to their training routines. Like if you, if you are like a, not even in sprinting, um, just rugby player or whatever, soccer player, basketballer. Um, so yeah, there's, you, when it comes to the, those Olympic lifts as well, you can lift at a lower percentage of your max and just rep them out quickly. Or you can also do heavier weight as in like 85% or more of your max and just do like one to three reps of like, you know, maybe three sets. So you are still training power with Olympic weightlifting. If you're lifting very heavy, um, you don't need to lift very heavy. Ideally, you could be lifting you know uh less like 60 percent or less of your max but just make sure you're moving fast so um yeah i've i've said an awful lot there about about power training um do you have more questions about it or is it is it good for like building muscle and stuff like would you build a certain amount of muscle if you are power training you would you would but if if you were if your goal was to build muscle i would like you would obviously be doing like hypertrophy or something yeah. but um i suppose it would be a side effect of it is gaining a bit of muscle like for example those olympic lifts you would be gaining muscle everywhere um you'd notice that you'd be toning you'd be toning out in your arms and everything as well from it um maybe a bit of leg strength a bit of leg size from from the jumps but um, obviously, if you're aiming to build muscle, you'd be doing different sort of training. So would you, like, if you're not looking to build muscle, would you just kind of advise it for, like, sport and stuff? And, like, say if you are, like, rugby player, sprinter, like, how often would you do that be, like, other training? Um, so when you're, like, if you are a sports player, it's more important to be doing your own sport, obviously, like, most most of the week would be doing your own sport, but then I'd mimicking say to the some, some, what mimicking the movement. Yeah, so like it would be to supplement that training. So maybe twice a week, um, would probably be twice a week or maybe three times a week training power. But um, again, throw, throwing medicine balls, jumping as far as you can, jumping as high as you can, doing depth jumps, so falling off boxes, jumping as high as you can this is all beneficial to nearly all sports. Any sports you need to jump or run fast, it's going to help you. The Olympic weightlifting, as I said before, you would want to coach for a good few years um, to actually be to be proficient at that because there's a lot in that. But, it um, kind of sounds like for power, like you would need a coach anyway too. Like um, I think with muscle building and strength, like you can kind of get them because they're like, um, like eight to eight to 12 like reps three to three to four sets and then like five yeah. um sets and stuff for strength but it's kind of like all over the place i don't know is that because like i haven't yeah. done it and stuff but it it seems kind of like um hard to get into like if you are starting out yeah like say if you're doing your jumps you can go up to like maybe 10 reps because you can jump you can still jump fast maybe after t five to ten reps but then if you're kind of lifting weights, you'll fatigue kind of quicker. 
and I think the sets would be less. So maybe up until four, four reps, maybe, or five reps. It's kind of like, I'm not going to be too rocket sciencey about it, but it's up to about five reps of your, whatever, your jumps, your throws, your uh, Olympic lifts. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just knowing when you're fatiguing and slowing down, but you might need someone else to look at you and tell you that. Like you might not know yourself. Because um, ego yeah. it then too, doesn't it? Like if you are, it's Sorry? like oh, I'm slowing down and I don't really want to stop. Like, would your ego come into it then at any point? It, yeah, it could do. It could do. Um, it would for me. Like that's what I'm saying. That I'm like, you're like you're always going to the gym wanting to lift the heaviest weights and do like the most sets and fucking reps. But then, like when you're kind of like actively slowing down because you feel you're getting tired. I don't know, is that something that like you to overcome? Right? Yeah, it kind of takes like a certain amount of maturity and knowing yourself and understanding the training you're doing because that sort of immature mindset, it will only, like it won't benefit you. Like, you know, if, if I know that my lifts are, I'm failing my cleans, my power cleans and my power snatches or my, I'm not making the box jump, I'll know, look, just switch it off because you need to be sharp for it. Um, it's all about being sharp and just being reactive and being fast. And if you're not those things, then it's time to go home. Yeah. And if you're doing max effort, then too, like, like a, a lot of mindset will come into it because you do have to push yourself enough too. like, I suppose to tire, tire yourself out, like up until that point where you stop. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just it's just different. Like you're not going to go home exhausted. You might go home a bit frustrated that you didn't make a jump or didn't make a power lift or an Olympic lift or whatever. But it's just it's just different, and you do need a certain amount of strength to to do these uh, training sessions. Like I wouldn't just say if there's a beginner out here listening, say oh that sounds kind of fun. Um, I'll start doing that. I think you should have a strength base anyway, just to avoid injuries when you're doing a lot of jumping and stuff. So like if there was a beginner, like would you like recommend starting out with strength training before getting into power? Yeah, yeah, but um it just kind of depends on what like most beginners won't want to develop power and there's no point. Like if you're doing a, a, a class, like a fitness class for like muscle tone or whatever, you're not developing power. Unless they really want it specifically for sport. Um a strange request to be honest. <laughs> Start now on a fitness journey. Sorry, can I get some power, please? I know, you just never hear that. Uh, <laughs> you just never hear that. But power just is mainly for athletes and sports participants. Um so yeah, just get a general strength base first. But most people who will want to improve their power are not going to be very weak anyway um but yeah it's no harm in jumping jumping on boxes jumping from boxes throwing light med balls as far as you can fast as you can um it all has it'll all benefit your sport so well yeah that, that was very good and stuff so like you kind of heard it here like don't kind of dive right into it if you are a beginner um i certainly won't be diving right into it because i i am a beginner too in that kind of area like i said i would know what to do really um, i thought you might what did you say? I'll coach you, boy. 
Yeah, because the the Olympic lifting, like like I done that a small bit, um, just throughout college, and that is actually kind of fun to do. So, like, if you if there is a club available and stuff to someone, like, do try out the Olympic lifting, um, because that is that is kind of very fun, like full body sessions and stuff, um, but like on one thing, one thing I'll say about that is don't don't rush into doing loads of sessions a week because. Now, for example, I'm suffering with a tendon injury, a chronic tendon injury from going from not doing much to loads. So I was doing four days a week of smashing my legs off the ground, throwing weights over my head. And now I've been out for a few months. So just be careful with it. Ease into it one or two days a week um, because you could take it too far and tendon injuries take ages. So I actually lied in the intro. The very first four pillars of health, I said I train like six days a week. That hasn't happened since the end of 2019. But whereas t- take it for me, kids, um, stick to the muscle building and strength because I'm I'm out here injury free, and <laughs> I train check, five check days. Off. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that has been kind of the episode on power and and thanks for kind of talking and kind of clearing things up because like I didn't really know what it was and where to start with it. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps. This has been the Four Pillars of Health podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks.